we need to talk about your foot because you've done something silly, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've broken my foot, John. But how did you break your foot? Oh, you know what? Actually, it's the most boringest unrock and roll story ever. I was walking up some steps at Trowbridge Town Hall um, and I literally slipped on one and that was it, broken. And I was like, oh, that's all it took. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. Uh, I am John in Cricklade and Kieran has just sent me a message, but he is also there in Trowbridge. Good afternoon, John. Or as they say in Polish, Dzień dobry. I'm not going to repeat that back to you because I will get it very wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't worry about getting it wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll say um, Prynhanda. There you go, have a bit of Welsh. Oh, there you go, a little bit of Welsh. I'm, nice. I'm, I hear you Polish and I raise you some Welsh. So the um, purpose of this show is to promote and highlight the uh, music and art scene across the West of England. And we do that by playing a couple of tracks and chatting to a guest. And we've got another fascinating guest to talk to this week um, from, from an industry, really, we haven't covered in, in all the time we've been doing this. And that's the, the, the back of house guitar tech type person. Uh, we're joined by uh, Lee Laverack, who uh, you've known for a while, Karen. Well, yeah, so he, he is a classic example of people that you see once in a blue moon that works in the industry. And obviously he tours and I work and occasionally our paths cross. And Lee was the guitar tech for Trail of Dead when they performed for Sheer Music at the Comedia in Bath about two years ago or three years ago, uh, when it was the anniversary of their second or their first proper full album, Madonna. And I booked the show because I loved the album, I loved the band. And so he came as part of the package and it was all lovely. And I've been following him, following him on Instagram since. And he's a, he builds guitars, he fixes stuff. As we have established at length, you rarely do one thing in this industry. You often wear multiple hats and do multiple jobs. And he personified that quite well, I think. So we'll be chatting to him in, in about five minutes time. Um, Kieran, have you had any exciting gigs happen to yourself over the last weekend or the last week? So, yeah, the, the weekend... Just apart, apart from you breaking your foot. I broke my foot. Um, that was on the Friday night after film. Saturday, we had another film. Because I was uh, with the NHS in the morning, I, I, was able, I wasn't able to do the film, so I had to hand it over to somebody else to run in my absence. But despite having a cast on, or this pot, pot on for three or four hours, I went straight back to work and I ran a rock show. So you can't keep a good man down. Okay, um, let's play ourselves a tune just to get ourselves up and running then. And um, this guy was on the show three or four weeks ago, Professor Elemental, talking about um, pretty much everything, what he's done, what he's going to do, all that stuff. Um, We didn't play one of his tracks at the time. uh, So we we had other things to do. So I'm I'm picking Professor Elemental and he's he's a longstanding um, contributor and um, producer, Tom Caruana. And this is a rare occasion where they're both listed as the musicians. So it's Professor Elemental and Tom Caruana with a track called I Love Libraries featuring Ella Jean. Ah, look, Jeffrey, we're in the library. Everything you ever needed is in the library. Truly the most beautiful places on God's sweet earth. I love libraries, everyone's ever so clever and kindly. Buried in books is where you'll find me. Outside it's rainy, inside shiny. A book makes a powerful person mighty. Don't fold back spines asking nicely. 
And no, it's not pricey, everything's free with a dusty, shiny, a weighty tone that's studied dryly, a little kid's book that's ever so tiny, a comic book where it's all a bit fighty, or a dark horror where it's all a bit slimy, or a sci-fi where they try to outsight me, so much insight, nice and tidy. Now there's less, all under threat, shiesty, countries lost, eight hundred libraries, all from austerity, how unsightly, crikey. This warning's timely, if there's an army, please assign me, fight for your library, the passion inside me. It. This is where you can recreate it A place to ponder somewhere for patience For internet, for information Community, communication Your enemies don't want you to take in Something so great, truly amazing Self-improvement, inspiration Writers claim they inspired great things Caitlin Miranda, Neil Gaiman The crucible of great creations A crucial place for instigation Or instant simple inspiration To be inside is to feel elation No sunshine, you'll find me book-bathing If they get taken and not replaced Well, nothing ever takes their place in When it feels like your world might cave in Here's a place you can feel safe in Libraries are great They can shape a nation Libraries are amazing That's an absolutely brand new track from uh, from Professor. It was only released back in January this year. It's off his new album. Yeah, so that is Professor Elemental. Is it the twenty? It's the twenty something, doesn't he? He's playing at Trowbridge. Twenty third or fourth? Twenty fourth? Twenty sixth? I don't know, John. I should know. <laughs> this, this is the man whose job it is to know the gigs in Trowbridge. You're actually paid. It's twenty third. It's actually two weeks. It's two weeks time. Twenty third of, of April. So uh, listen to our back catalogue online. You can go back a couple of weeks and just find our interview there with with Professor Elemental. You've got some stuff behind you, Kieran. What are you picking for product placement this week? Do you know, John, I promised you, I said, like, I've been waiting, waiting for things to be delivered. I am now sitting on a stack of new records. It's been a wonderful time. This is the latest album from Kevin Devine. I absolutely love Kevin. He's absolutely fantastic. I bought his album. And if anybody doesn't know Kevin, he's kind of like a... An American version of Frank Turner. 
it's a lovely purple vinyl. Don't think I've got a purple coloured vinyl, so that's that's quite nice. Also, John, it is it was album release week of Wet Leg, which means this album, by the time this gets aired, is almost certainly going to be number one. Which means I'll have bought two albums by number one artists this year, meaning without even realising it, I'm on trend. But I've got the CD. Now I know, I know what you're thinking, Kieran. Why haven't you bought vinyl? Vinyl's really popular. I predict, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain in this fact, they will sell more vinyl than they do CDs, which means the CD now is a rarer collector's item, John. So I'm thinking with my brain there. I'll be on eBay in a couple of years' time, thousands of pounds. Let's talk about our guest, uh, Lee from uh, Laverack Guitars. He does live sound tech on stages. He builds and repairs guitars. And I think the, the more fascinating thing for me is that he gets to travel all over the world, seeing the sights, and then do it going off and getting paid to do a gig in the evening that it's just something else isn't it it's really is a different lifestyle um we said it before but like music is it's a way of life when you when you live like that when you work like that it's not just a nine to five you can't just go home at the end of the night and draw you know stop thinking about it it's a way in which you choose to live your life it takes over especially some of those days where you're working 24 hours a day be it driving loading in watching a show loading out you'll spend eight hours of sleep and the rest of the time you'll be working. So um, it is always more than just a job. At the beginning of this, of this interview, you, you both are, are happily nattering away and you're talking about the band and you will know us by the Trail of Dead. You, you yeah. shortened to Trail of Dead. But uh, for people who aren't familiar with them, can you just give us a little bit of a rundown? Uh, so fronted by a, man, a guy called Conrad Keeley. Conrad is half British, half American, and he formed this band and they were this sort of indie rock and roll band, really noisy, clattering drums, loads of guitars, te- loads of teenage angst. And they released their debut album, Madonna. And it was just, it, it changed. I just listened to it. The first time I listened to it, I instantly fell in love and it instantly became a classic. One of my sort of top 10 albums of all time. Um, and then fast forward to... 2019 I think it was 2018 uh, Trailer Dead play for me in Bath uh, I get to host a band that I that I absolutely loved and I ended up doing lights for the show and it was one of the best shows I I've ever worked on really and it was it was comedian in Bath my son worked there at the time the whole thing was just perfect and I've got incredibly Im- amazing memories of that album and of that band so and Lee was their guitar tech so mm-hmm. hence the connection Okay, and yeah, we, we kind of pick up the interview talking about that that very point. So we'll hand over to, to Lee now. If I'm just guitar guy and not TMing or advancing any of that business, I'm usually driving as well, unless it's a bus or whatever. But equipment, all gear, load it in, rig it up, then sort guitars out that are all, you know, to make them all nice. And they're all generally nice anyway, because I'll take care of them beforehand. Rig it up, sound check, this and that, that and that. Mark things out where they want to be. Shift it all to one side. Next band comes on, the, the openers. Then when it comes to the show, pull what I need to do back out into position. Line check with the front of house guy, you know, one, two, one, two, check all that. I'll try and play the best guitar riffs I can and get a few cheers from kids in crowd. Wee. Put set lists out. Waters, beers, towels, and then just look after people. It depends band to band. It can be different. Some Trailer Dead is the most busy show. Okay. It's the most hectic for me because it's just constant, constant guitar changes, picking things up that have been thrown (laughs) kind of thing. So really what you're saying is 
is you are really the sixth member of the band. I, it's not the first time I've I've been called that by other by the band and by like audience members. It's like you're just like you're just in the band. The most recent bass player who's playing at the minute. He's like, dude, you know, you're you're more in the band than I am. <laughs> it's like, and I play the damn instrument. <laughs> but that's the party, right? That's the group. Yeah. Although I'm not the performer on stage at that time, but you need to be involved to be part of the whole organism that travels, and everyone needs to be in sync. So, so for the average person who's at the gig and just stood in the crowd waiting for the band to come on, obviously we we see you. Hi run on and you're setting up the mics you're doing you one two and then during the gig we see the shadow of yourself running back and forth sometimes you'll see the shadow (laughs) yeah sometimes i'll just be i might as well be just singing depends (laughs) what stage you've got sometimes it's that close i'm just like i'm just next to leaning on amp i try and be off stage as much as possible with many artists but it's space dependent and it depends on the band that we trail i need to be there all the damn time Depending how they work the set, if they work the setup where there's tunes that are like, oh, this is more tech friendly for me, so I can sit back on these few tunes because there's nothing to go do. Uh, that's rare though, but I'm always on and off. It's not just like swapping guitars for tunes. It's like, you know, a mic stand might follow me. Somebody's throwing a beer on stage or a cup or a set list to decide to get screwed up and fly down over the end of the stage. And it's just sorting bits like that. Young lad needs a new beer. He's finished his beer and it's like, I'll better crack him another one then. I might crack myself one at the same time sometimes as well. well I might. And then you've got the end of the gig as well and all, and all of the, the breaking down. So you typically break don't it down very and, early. No. Well, then I've got after the van doors are closed and then, you know, then it's like, let's see where, where the evening's going to take us from here. I usually just try and get it packed down as quick. The quicker I get it done, the quicker I can relax. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got the kids in the audience. I say kids. Uh, you've got the crowd in the audience and stuff and, they do want to shout for things that want memorabilia and things like that. Sticks, certainly sticks. And I do try and accommodate as much as possible with that, absolutely. There's occasional times where I'm just not feeling it and it's like, oh, come on, man, I need to get this done quick and I ain't really got time. Or if there's a like a club night on afterwards and the next bunch of DJs are coming in and it's like, you guys are done now. This is our our venue now. Get the hell out. And it's like you've got to just make it work and get off as quick as possible so that the evening can run. How did you get into teching, as being a guitar tech for bands, a backline tech? But also, at what stage in a band's career do you join them? Because presumably, Trade of the Dead would have at some point not had a guitar tech. At which point do they get techs in? How does that develop? How does that relationship develop? I mean, those guys have obviously been going since... Well, the like, let's say first album, sort of 94, 95, 98 were when they got sort of mainstream and stuff. So they will have had people before. I got past this show on by a guy. He was their guy when they'd come over to the U- UK and Europe for, God knows, years and years. And then I just got passed along one day. It would just come from an email or a text message Sometimes I'll know the person that's text, or sometimes it should be a random, but that, you know, your name and your details are being passed about the industry. It could be anywhere from the beginning of a band's career, or like these guys are just like all they've been going 30 years or whatever, or it could be anywhere. It's, it's a transient business. I know 
techs and, and front of house engineers that just no longer do it anymore. They've come and done a couple of years and then they're off, you know, painting and decorating or doing something else. But I'm like, you know, this is my shop behind me. And for now, I ain't doing no else. You know what I mean? I've got this going off. So what are the, what are the shows are you doing? My f- very first foray or whatever you want to say in, into this field is the Pigeon Detectives Leeds oh, yes. Indie Stalwarts. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is what I'm trying to sort out now. We've got a show this weekend. Some things aren't getting met by the venue. So now I've got a liaise. Um, so I started out with those guys, as in, um, Christ, I didn't even know. I played in bands myself. I know I've done this for about five or six years. I'm maybe for six years previous to that, doing repairs and guitar setups and building stuff for people. So that's how I got into it. I've been in a band myself, recording with studio engineers who own this place that I'm in. You might be able to hear some drums now. The engineer needed um, he needed somebody to, in his front of house. This band are now getting to where they need somebody to come and help on stage. We're friends. We work together. We've recorded together. You know what you're doing. Do you want to come in? Well, he... yeah. <laughs> I knew I can say I know. I know guitars. And then it entered into the world of working the stage, which then it was very much a little bit of trial by fire, in a way. I knew what I was doing equipment-wise. But it's a different world, live stuff, because it's not about just the the gear. It's about personalities and people's, how they're comfortable they feel on stage with, again, the little sundries, little bits of stuff that you wouldn't think about, such as just refreshments and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It seems very inane. And anybody who's like, I'm not doing that for that guy, they could do it yeah. themselves. And it's like, until you're in that environment and in that intensity of whatever's going off in our intense band are, Little things like that will make a world of difference. Lee, we haven't really talked about your, your background yet and your workshop, but I really feel like we need to talk about the other aspect of what you do, which is uh, repairing uh, guitars and, and also building instruments from scratch as well. That's right, isn't it? I try not to do that as much these days. <laughs> but uh, repairing, for sure, I've got heavily into uh, making custom components and stuff like guitar pickups. Uh, I'm getting big into that world, really. The desk I'm set up on now is my winding station and big reels of copper wire and machines and magnets and I really like I really like that side of it. It's very low overheads, enjoyable to do. Repairing there's my bench behind me here and there's various stuff in front, drill presses and all sorts. Uh, I don't have a machine shop where I can plane large bits of wood with all extraction and stuff. It's a very small setup. I could have had that by now and stuff, but I was very busy working on the road as well, which were in thoroughly enjoyable, of course, because it's to try and I've been all over the world, you know what I mean? I had a gig one morning, I woke up, in, and then it's like, right, if we get in this taxi, we're going to go to the Great Wall of China today for a couple of hours, and then we're going to come back and load in and do a sound check. And it's like, well, one minute I'm still on the Great Wall of China, and then three hours later, I'm in some club. Do you know what I mean? Setting a gig up and it's like, that's how far it takes you. So it's like, well, I'm not giving this up just yet. Yeah, right. And so to go into the realm of full-on high-production guitar building with employees and stuff, you know, that takes up all your dedication and time. But I want to go to bottom of Mount Fuji, do you know what I mean? And then in the afternoon, set some guitars up and then in the <laughs> evening, drink some sake. <laughs> so <laughs> let's do that for a few years. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're selling it quite well there to people who might want to get involved. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, like, things are, have happened in the last sort of 24 months or whatever, yeah. which kind of put people off or whatever, or they haven't been the facility to do that. Now that's back up and running, as in it's happening. I'm do, I'm, now I'm here, stood on the stage, like, oh, well, that's not going to happen again, or this might not happen. But then I found myself at like, Alexandra Palace for two nights, stood on the stage with full gear and stuff, working for, like, a number one selling artist. And it's like, oh, this is happening now. But you can't take it for granted. It's like, I'll just go with what's happening now. And you can plan in the future and stuff, but you've got to be flexible. So I don't know what the whole tirade of that point was. It's like, yeah, you can't count <laughs> your sort of chickens and, and stuff like that, but don't be, anybody who's wanting to do it, don't be dissuaded, if that's the right word, to not go in there because, oh, well, this might happen and there might be these travels. It's like, just... What is it? Uh, failure to prepare is preparing to fail, right? So just crack on like it's all happening anyway. Just just act like it is. And if you want to go and try and get over to Tokyo to do a gig at Quattro, keep ploughing at it and find the ways to go do it. What we normally do is we normally get the guests to pick a song to trail out with. What would you, would you like right. to pick a song for us? Now, there's a bunch of lads that did a couple of gigs with Trail, and that's how I met they've recorded it in the studio, actually, but that got revealed later on. Um, UK lads, and they're called Avalanche Party. The record doesn't know what it's doing. It's all sorts of things. But it's got a sleazy John Spencer blues explosion, right. the birthday party kind Love of it. Nick Cavey type of, like, dirt, maybe a bit... <sighs> Not like butthole surfers, but that kind of like dirty, like, <laughs> uh, this tune, this tune is called, I've completely forgotten. Bugsy. Bug, there she is. Boom. Great.
Okay, that tune is Bugsy. It's by a band called Avalanche Party. I've never heard of them before. But, uh... No, nor have I. But, John, I don't know about you, but they made, they reminded me of a northern version of the erotic secrets of Pompeii. <laughs> Amazing band. Yeah, you can't go wrong if you're comparing anyone to those guys. You cannot go wrong. <laughs> uh, we will pick up on some news then, Kieran. Have you got any, any gossip you want to share? Uh, <laughs> no. So Frank Turner has reannounced his UK tour. So the one that was postponed and then cancelled just before Christmas. He has reannounced the dates. There's a few dates not on that tour. One of them is Bath, which was our show, and one of them was Newcastle. Um, basically, you can't just get the same venues in the same order consecutively six months later, whatever. It's very difficult to plan and route these things. They're not easy jobs. Um, so he has announced those tours. Grab your tickets, go see him. If he's not playing near you, he will play near you again very soon. He is the sort of guy that constantly tours. This isn't the last chance you'll ever get to see him. Uh, but uh, on that, if he's local-ish, pop to a local show um, and and celebrate his day, first number one album with him. Yeah, because you, you were talking about this album before it went to number one, and you did say that in two weeks' time his album would be number one, and it was. Now, you've on this show, you've said the same about Wet Leg. So we will actually you, you said should be you didn't this wasn't a definite for wet leg but let's see oh, what okay I'm gonna, ch- like. I'm gonna uh, change it it will definitely be number one uh, there's nothing else in the in the chat in the chart this week to to compete with it and it's just a ridiculously hot record wet leg will be number one let's look at a few gigs that are coming up sorry over the coming week um uh, the shudders you probably know the shudders really well can they're playing at the rolleston on the 29th of april it's a nice folky rock there so the Shudders um, are my wife's best friend's wife. So it's, yeah, yeah. literally best friends with, with Dan from the Shudders. All connected. Everyone's connected. <laughs> um, Spiritualized. That could be a good one at the Bath Forum on the 28th. Yes. Actually, yeah. big shout out to the Forum, right? Because they have got some cracking gigs. If you look up at their lineup on their website, they have got some great stuff. Mm. Kurt Vile and the Violators. Um, and and just loads and loads and loads. Elmelda May, just loads of stuff. Just yeah. really knocking it out of the park right now. There you go. Not just check out Spiritualize, and just check out the Bath Forum, recommended by Kieran Moore himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we will um, draw this show to a close, Kieran. Thank you for joining me. Um, you can email sheerisolation at gmail.com or log on to sheerisolation.co.uk or you can find us online just by Googling and searching in that way that you do. Until next week then, Kieran. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure, never a chore. I'm, ju- I'm glad we're just getting to this point now because Kieran has started to yawn. That's normally a sign. <laughs> I am yawning. I'm so tired. It's because of my leg, John. I'm really knackered. Yeah, you take care, bud. You look after yourself. Don't do too much heavy lifting. I'll try not to. We'll I had to go up in the ladder, John, to get my microphone because my I'm usually in the attic. But I can't get up in the attic and, uh, properly. But I had to go up there and get my microphone. So but I had to take my pot off because I couldn't get my pot. Oh, it was a nightmare. I was nearly this close to being late for the interview and uh, for the podcast. I ended up being three minutes early, so I was quite happy. Oh, Do you know, Kieran is one of the few sound engineers I know who will actually pick up a microphone while it's live and then just swing it around the room while he's talking at it. It's so professional. Right, I'm going to leave that there. Cheers, mate. <laughs> See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>